One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com/spoken today. Hi, I'm John McEnroe. I'm Bjorn Borg. This is Martina Navratilova. I'm Mats Wilander. I'm Stan Wawrinka. I'm Leighton Hewitt. I'm Andy Murray. And you're listening to The Tennis Podcast. Hello and welcome to The Tennis Podcast, brought to you in association with The Telegraph, the 11th daily tennis podcast from this 2016 US Open. We are coming to you between day and night sessions. Well, actually, uh, Serena Williams and Simona Halep have just taken to the court for their warm-up for the first night session match, but we are post the two-day session matches. David Law joins me fresh, or perhaps not so fresh, birthday boy Stay. David Law. Fresh. Birthday boy David Law joins me from the Five Live commentary box or fresh from the Five Live commentary box. We're not in the Five Live commentary box just now. We're in the media area just outside where we've all just watched Andy Murray come into press. We'll talk about all of that in a minute. But, David, first, your immediate reaction to to the match, to the shock result, to everything. Yeah, it, it is a bit of a shock result. Uh, I am surprised because I, I think it's um, 16 of his last 18 five-set matches Andy Murray has won, and the only guy he's lost to in that period is Novak Djokovic on two occasions. I think in the Australian Open when he just started with Lendl and at the French Open last year. So the number of times that we've seen him in that position digging it out makes you feel as though he's just going to do it again and he and he very nearly did do it again but equally I, I, I look at Kenny Shikuri here two years ago in a very similar kind of match against Novak Djokovic and again at, in that time you would have been thinking this is Novak Djokovic you know this this will turn this will you know and Nishikuri is actually when he's playing really well he's good enough to live with them from the back of the court. Now you may say, "Oh, well, that wasn't the real Andy Murray out there, or it wasn't the real Novak Djokovic two years ago." But I think that that would probably do Nishikori a disservice because he can he can go toe to toe, and then he puts the doubt in the mind, and he didn't buckle. I mean, he buckled a couple of times, a little bit. He wobbled. Murray, I don't think, has got quite enough in the tank to to be as resilient as he would normally be and and, and uh, I, I read a line in Simon Briggs on the Telegraph his, his line on the immediate post-match resort, uh, report and he said he you could see him going into his reservoir of stubbornness and coming up empty and, and I'd say that pretty much sums it up but but equally, you know, I think there are question marks over the way he let it go in, in that, that loss of concentration in that bizarre fourth set. As great as that line is from Simon Briggs, we can't let him off the hook 
too much because he did say in a in a not so long ago podcast that we might as well hand Andy Murray the trophy now. He's not here to defend himself, so we'll leave that there. I just th- I just thought I'd might remind everyone. He, he did retract that in the next podcast the day after because I mean look, uh, I I think anybody who saw even even that was before the Dimitrov match. Anybody that saw Murray against Dimitrov would have thought. Unless Djokovic comes back, the real Djokovic, then who, who's going to stop the guy? But it, I mean, this just goes to show no two days on a tennis court are necessarily going to be the same. You, you can wake up one day feeling better than another. You can have all sorts of things happen. And that wasn't the same level of Andy Murray that we saw a couple of days ago. It was... But maybe maybe that's because of Nishikori's play. I don't know. How much do we want to let Andy Murray off the hook here? First and foremost, I, w- I, I, I sort of want to apologise for how much we're going to end inevitably end up focusing on Andy Murray because Nishikori was extraordinary today. He earned that. He definitely took something from what happened in that Davis Cup match where he was a break-up and ended up losing it. I, I, you know, the, the, the fact that Nishikori took more from that in that situation than Murray ended up doing. He was extraordinary. He deserved it. But... There's a lot to look at from the Andy Murray side, and he, at moments, behaved pretty ab- abominably on the court. I have a whole world of time for Andy Murray. I think he's a fantastic, genuinely great guy, but that is, he's not that genuinely great guy on the court, and he certainly wasn't today. I, you know, I found myself thinking back to you know what Amelie Moresmo said in uh, the aftermath of their split about her finding it very very tough to try and reconcile the guy that she saw in the court sometimes with the guy that she knows Andy Murray is and I spent that match I watched most of it from the photographer's pit just below the player's box which of course is where he directs most of the abuse if you want to call it that whatever it is you know quite often he doesn't even intend it to be headed their way they're, they're just a convenient you know so it almost felt like he was shouting it at, so at, at us you know I got the feeling of what it was like to be on the receiving end of that and it was really uncomfortable it was a tough watch for an Andy Murray fan in all honesty and and yes there were extraneous factors that were difficult you know there are questions to answer a lot of that match was played under a roof when it was blazing sunshine outside and that PA the issue with the PA is not insignificant and all of that but he dealt with it really poorly for a man of his experience today yeah uh, ultimately I think it comes down to his his makeup is that when he is pushed to the limit and he's really tired he 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 becomes a different person for a while on the court under those pressures and I mean, I agree with you. I think he's he's a really good guy off the court, and um, I love watching him compete on the court. And yeah, I, I find myself shaking my head sometimes when I'm watching him on the court. It was very difficult for me to hear. I was commentating on Five Live. We're up in the gods now. We do get the court microphone effects, but I couldn't really make out things he was saying. Well, well I would tell you, David, but they're not. Re- <laughs> most of them are not repeatable. He had a big issue with he. He was chunch- when the roof first closed. He was chuntering a lot about the light. He's saying, oh, "I can't see the ball. I can't see the serve." And then he sort of shifted that to, "I can't pick his serve." And then and then it was just general. You know, it was the box aren't standing up enough. And then it was, "Can you all sit down, please?" You know, not it, that's a paraphrase. <laughs> you know, it was they couldn't do right for doing wrong. 
Yeah, and, and I think uh, we, we, we came down in an elevator and a group of people, all of us, and one of them was John McEnroe. And it just reminded me of John in, in that way of, in the heat of the battle, he isn't necessarily always making a lot of sense to, to, to an out to a bystander and and he does they, they do become different people because the you know it's it's hard to reconcile i do agree with that um i i saw during that during that thing when the when the the pa system went off and and he went and had it out with maria chichak and and came away and he didn't stop talking about that for about half an hour it seemed to me at least i couldn't hear it but I, the body language was he was losing game after game and he just he couldn't get that out of his head now i think it's not i think it's easy for somebody like me to sit here and say why didn't you do that why were you doing that I don't know what it's like. I, I don't know what he is feeling like. I know that certain other players would have handled that situation better than he did because that is his makeup. There are benefits to it. He's able to dig so deep and deeper than maybe those people who wouldn't get distracted by that situation. So there are, there are pros and cons to his personality the way there are for everybody. I, I know for a fact on a personal level that when I get exhausted on a, on a number, if we do, a, do goodness knows how many days in a row, I may, I may say something to somebody that I don't really mean or, some, or, or, or snap at somebody or, or, or let myself down. I mean, I, I think a lot of people do that. Or laugh at someone for walking into a tree. That remains a career highlight. Um, but, um, you know, that, that, when, you say, when you say let him off the hook, that's the way I would do that in as much as... I, I think we're all prone to that. I think that's a human reaction, and that's him, you know. And now you, we could, we could sit here and criticise it, but then I'm not sure that much can be done about that because because then if then we need to start looking at ourselves and everybody else. The only thing I would say is if we are going to cut him that slack, there are certain other players that occasionally need to be cut slack as well because under pressure under extreme fatigue most people say something or react in a way that maybe we in our in a relaxed state of mind's courtside don't approve of but you know we're, 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 there's, there's a human being we're talking about yeah we we perhaps do occasionally fall in too much to just assuming these guys are machines and 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 can can get out of jail you know as Andy, just because Andy Murray you know got out of jail against Steve Johnson and against Fabio Fognini at the Olympics that's just what he does and and that's what he would do again rather than that was an, an extraordinary feat what he managed there don't take it for granted we've just seen him impressed we were both in there what were your impressions of his both his general demeanor and and what he had to say he came, I should mention he came in immediately. It was not a hugely reflect. He had had no time to properly reflect on anything, which he often does after a defeat. Well, he, he did what he had to do. He gave credit to his opponents. He made no excuses. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact. You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. I'm Sandra 
and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want salon perfect nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny system, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny system with code PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. He said it's the same for Kay and me, and in terms of our summers, because I, I asked him that question. You know, do do you think maybe your resources are depleted be, because of the workload, and that con- contributed to you not being able to mount the sort of comeback we often see from you? And he, he was, he said, no. Look, I've, I felt okay, and Kenny Shkuri's played the same number of tournaments as me. He hasn't gone as deep as Andy Murray. He hasn't had quite the degree of emotion. So, uh, look, but he, what's he going to say? He's not going to say, oh, you know, he's not, he, not going to make excuses like that. He, he, he did try to make out, certainly make out, look, I've had a good summer, I'd have signed up for that. He would. I mean, I think everything he said was legitimate today, but when you do come rushing into a press conference like that, you absolutely, after a loss, you are not reflective. It is not the best time to get real sense out of somebody about the whys and, and all that sort of thing. Um, but everybody loses. And I, I do think it's a missed opportunity on one level. But, yeah, he's not, he's not perfect. He's not infallible. Dick Kay Nishikori will now earn himself a meeting or has earned himself a meeting with either Stan Wawrinka or Juan Martín del Pocho. That match is yet to be played. We will bring you an addendum to this podcast after that match, either from David or myself. We will debate over that later. Uh, there are now two, two of the five men left in the draw that Novak Djokovic has never lost to. Djokovic as Jeff Tarango said during your commentary, David would have been plumping his pillows and putting his feet up watching that fifth set. My, how things have changed in terms of the Novak Djokovic conversation. Well, over the last two weeks, really, uh, and particularly in the last five or so hours. Uh, and that's why, again, I think we, we are, and I'm, I'm guilty of this too, we jump to conclusions based on the past. And Novak Djokovic comes in with a wrist injury. He, he's, he's looking a bit fed up with life. Andy Murray goes and smashes Grigor Dimitrov. And we just assume that this is how it will be. And, and we, we put them in the final together. I'm, I'm the worst of the lot. I'm always, I love looking ahead. But um, Djokovic is a past master at getting through draws and then peaking and being at his best. I mean, Andy Murray was asked, who's, who's the favourite? And he said, Novak's the favourite. He's the one. He barely didn't pause, did he? I mean, it was almost like, well, that's a silly question. Yeah, I mean, he's got the winning record against every player left in the draw, and he's the one who's got double-digit grand slams. That's why he's the favourite for the for this title. Doesn't mean he'll win it, 
doesn't mean they'll win it. You know, you look at any one of those players left in the draw, they could beat him. They could win the title. I spoke to Michael Tilstrom earlier. He certainly thinks Guillermo Monfils uh, can beat him. Not tomorrow. In a couple of days' time, tomorrow is is is, it, uh, is of course women's semi-final day. Uh, yeah, he was very interesting. Well, I say he was very interesting. He was just like Monfils himself. He wouldn't give away exactly what they're doing differently, uh, exactly how he's changed his focus, his training, any of that. But just like Guillaume Monfils himself, he said things are different. This is a different Guillaume Monfils. Yes, he's never beaten him, Djokovic. That is, but that doesn't mean he can't. No, it doesn't mean he can't. And, uh, and today was a bit of an example of that. Ken Ishikuri comes in 0-12 and 12 against the top two players in the world since that win over Djokovic two years ago. Um, he's been playing all year long and knocking on the door. He's been getting through everybody and then he kept running into to Murray or to Djokovic. And Monfils has been kind of the other one who's been doing that. If you look at his results for the year, he hasn't lost too many to people he... He shouldn't lose to, and 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 he's looking as good as he ever has. I mean, the the, the it's just you don't really know what he's going to come out with tonight, uh, or to or, 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 or in the semi-finals rather. That that is the problem with with Gale, and it's the problem with with anybody, pretty much not named Djokovic, you know, and Murray to a degree. I mean, I thought Murray played all right today, but he didn't do enough. So yeah, Monfils can win. Still don't think he will, though. Yeah, he can win, probably won't. <laughs> I think that's the uh, the general consensus. A bit like the Songa match last night, which obviously um, was a huge disappointment from uh, from a number of respects. But extraordinary that Novak Djokovic has played six hours, 26 minutes of tennis. I've heard so many various different stats quoted in relation to that. The fact that it's only half an hour more than that Australian Open finally played in 2012. I mean, it's just amazing. Anyway, we must quickly just touch upon the one women's match that we have seen already today. Karolina Pliskova winning through against Anna Konyu uh, of Croatia, just perhaps a bridge too far for her with her limited levels of experience today. Yeah, and very different conditions. I think we talked about it last night, how we thought it might be an erratic match with a lot of unforced errors. Daytime, roofs open, it's just a different feel. Uh, you, you, you know, I, I, and the pressure was on a little bit, and Pliskova gives you no rhythm. Pliskova is a good player. I mean, she... She could cause some problems for Serena if, if that's the match. We'll find out later if that's the match she end up, ends up having. Um, Konyu, I hope we will see a lot more of because she's genuinely exciting. She's only 18. I mean, something disastrous would have to happen for us not to see more of her. It's great to see Pliskova fulfilling that potential, which you know I, I always remember Martina Navratilova's words about her, which she was absolutely glowing and that was you know a year and a half ago or so anyway we will find out who Pliskoville will play obviously most people tipping Serena but we will be back after these two night matches have been played but I for now I'm going to let David Law go and celebrate his birthday we'll be back later so a few hours have passed since Catherine and I were speaking after that Andy Murray against Kane Shikuri match and uh, we now know the identity of one of the single semi-finalists and it is of course Serena Williams who came through an absolute corker by the looks of things against Simona Halep. I didn't see all of it, saw a fair bit of it and uh, 
it was really tightly contested well over two hours nearly two hours for the first two sets and then eventually Serena Williams just stepped on the gas and really showed what she's all about didn't she and she's uh, through to the semi-finals where Karolina Pliskova awaits and that is going to be a seriously hard hitting contest that'll take place at uh, 7 o'clock New York time on uh, Thursday with Caroline Wozniacki against Angelique Kerber to follow so we look forward to seeing how those uh, matches unfold uh, I, I've got a sneaky feeling uh, it's, it doesn't take a genius to come up with this but I, I'd be surprised if Serena doesn't make the final and Kerber just about squeezes out Wozniacki but we will see so what, what about the men's match between Juan Martin Del Potro and Stan Wawrinka well it's still going on and as I speak to you, it's, uh, it's 20 past midnight at the moment. Uh, whether I'm actually going to get to the end of it, I don't know. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try. But uh, it's one set all at the moment. The first set went to Stan Wawrinka on a tie break, a really close set. And second set has gone to Del Potro just now. It's two games all in the third. Uh, and it's really exactly what I think we all hoped it would be. It's a battle. We're seeing some extraordinary power on show and uh, still a pretty full house but really what are we doing playing tennis at 20 past midnight is that is that right is that the best idea it, i mean it, i enjoy late night tennis but it does seem a bit ridiculous really the fact that uh, a lot of people are going to have to probably start going home at some point uh, this evening and, and all you need is one three set match in the women's uh, match at the start and and then to, to have a close first set and then you get into the situation and I mean these guys could well leave the court at two or three in the morning the way things are going I mean I know they have a best they have a final set tie break but um, two hours and ten minutes so far for two games all in the third and uh, and no real end in sight and I'm not I'm not sure that's really good for the game. What else have we got tomorrow? We've got the uh, women's doubles semi-final. Bethany Matic-Sands and Lucy Safarova against Ekaterina Makarova and Elena Vesnina. That's a good match. We've also got Garcia and Mladenovic against Hingis and Coco Vandewey in their first uh, Grand Slam uh, doubles tournament together since uh, Hingis and Mertz uh, split up. We've also got uh, Jamie Murray in action tomorrow, third on on the uh, the grandstand court. Jamie Murray and Bruno Suarez had a good win over Chris Guccione and Andre Saar earlier today, and they take on Pierre Ugebert and Nicola Mahou, the uh, top seeds. And there's also after that Feliciano Lopez and Mark Lopez against Pablo Carreno Busta and Guillermo Garcia Lopez. Two double barreled names in uh, on the same team. So that's tomorrow and uh, for Thursday's order of play. You'll be able to get live commentary on BBC Five Live both of the women's semi-finals will have updates on Jamie Murray as well in the uh, in the afternoon uh, late well late evening time in Britain and uh, Catherine will be with you on Eurosport of course as well um, she'll be back tomorrow we'll try to get a tennis podcast recorded tomorrow as well um, and we'll reflect on Del Potro and Vavrinka in tomorrow's show but for now uh, what you're going to have to do is go and have to look on Twitter at Tennis Podcast or one of the news outlets to find out who has won between Del Potter and Vavrinka. Uh, but that's all for now from us. Thanks for joining us. Speak to you soon. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. 
here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most. But if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.